0: This is Generation Justice, a multimedia project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Adrian Rivas.
1: And I'm Kateri Zuni. Tonight we hear about the new and exciting ways our city is creating space for youth to thrive.
0: We speak to Kristen Chavez-Smith with the City of Albuquerque, who would tell us about the opportunities for youth to make their voices heard.
1: We also have some great community events for you to enjoy. But before that, our youth producers chose some of their favorite music to share with everyone. To introduce our songs tonight is youth producer Nathaniel Guardian. Thank you. I'm Nathaniel Guardian, your music host for the evening. Our first song of the night is Borderline by Solange, An Ode to Self-Care. place on a mission
0: Kristen Chavez Smith is the community service division manager for the city of Albuquerque She joins us to talk about the youth programming available through York Community Center and how young people can get involved.
1: Now, here is my co-host and GJ multimedia producer, Adrian Rivas, with Kristen Chavez-Smith.
0: This is Adrian Rivas with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Kristen Chavez-Smith, Community Service Division Manager for the City of Albuquerque. Kristen? Kristen? Welcome to Generation Justice.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: So please, can you tell us more about yourself?
2: Yeah. So I actually am a longtime city employee. I um, just finished my 13th year with the city and um, started with the Department of Family and Community Services, overseeing programs with community centers. And then I bounced around a bit. Um, I managed Manzano Mesa Multigenerational Center for a while. I oversaw sports in Parks and Recreation. And now I've come back to oversee youth engagement and education for the Department of Family and Community Services.
0: Great. Awesome. Can you talk more about your upcoming events that are happening?
2: Yeah. So I facilitate an interdepartmental group in the city called Youth Connect. It's 1ABQ Youth Connect. And basically, it's six different departments that come together biweekly or weekly to to talk about how to best leverage our resources as one Albuquerque and serve families and, and youth Better. And so we have representatives from my department in that group Parks and Recreation, Cultural Services, Senior Affairs. Uh, Department of Technology and Innovation, the mayor's office, and um, even transit. And we we really just come up with new and, and unique ideas to to serve families. And so one thing that we're really trying to tap into is youth voice and what they want to see. And so um, this summer, this past summer, we did teen nights at community centers and different locations throughout the city Everything from MMA night to art night, um, all sorts of different activities. And we had a really good turnout, but we, we want it to be better and we want it to be bigger. And so, in order to find that youth voice, we're working with APS and some other nonprofit organizations to, to conduct some focus groups coming up in a couple weeks so that we can talk to teens and, and, and really figure out what it is that they want. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, now, why is it important to host these focus groups?
2: Well, I think, you know, I, I still consider myself a young adult in my 30s, but you, we really, we really want to figure out what it is that, that teens want to see. So some might have small costs. Is that an issue? Do we need to offer scholarships if there is a cost. Um, What about transportation? We know transportation can be an issue, but how can we resolve that? How can we work together to resolve transportation issues? Um, And we just want to figure out if there's other issues that we're just missing or things that we would have never thought of as adults that teens would come to a community center or an art gallery for. And so we just really want to hear that youth voice.
0: Now, what are some of the trends that you've noticed in youth participation?
2: Well, we always have seen strong participation in younger youth, of course. Parents need safe spaces for their younger children to go. So all, all the way from early learning, the city has lots of um, preschool and early Head Start programs. Um, we have 22 community centers that serve um, elementary and mid-school. But participation always drops off about at that mid-school level. Um, Maybe it's because parents feel more comfortable with their kids staying home. Maybe they're doing stuff at school as well. But we still want to engage them. And so um, to counteract that trend of lower participation as kids get older, we want to figure out how to offer programs that will keep them attending our centers and keep them in our programs. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So what do you hope to achieve with these events?
2: Well, we really hope to achieve um, some new ideas. We're, we're really excited to hear. I think we did a lot of unique and interesting things this summer, but I know for a fact that uh, we don't have all the ideas right at our fingertips. So hearing that youth voice to hear those new ideas and then to hear the barriers and to come up with ways as One Albuquerque to make sure that we're overcoming those barriers for families so that, that kids and families have access to our programs.
0: So where can people find more information about their community centers?
2: So our website's always a great place to start. Um, youth Connect has actually started a web webpage through the city website. So that's www.cabq.gov/youth-connect. On that page, you're going to find our interactive calendar that has all sorts of upcoming youth programs. You're going to find information about the different departments because Family and Community Services has the community centers, which, of course, we have, twenty, like I said, 22 community centers with lots of different programs. Everything's from art to physical fitness, after school programs, you know, these teen nights that we're trying to host. We also have Parent Night Out, which is really cool, so parents can actually register, um, drop their kids off on a Friday night and have date night or go see a movie, you know, which is fun. And, and most of our programs are completely free free. But the other interesting thing that's available on Youth Connect are the other departments and what they're offering. So cultural services, you you know, oversee our libraries and the biopark and all of the museums. They have a ton of programs. Parks and Recreation, they oversee um, all the pools and all the sports. So, um, you know, if you're interested in getting your, your youngster in tennis lessons, there's really interesting options there. DSA, which is the Department of Senior Affairs, you don't usually think of them when it comes to youth programs, but they actually oversee two multi-generational centers, and they have a lot of youth programs. So our website's just an endless amount of information. We're always keeping it updated. You'll also find our social media links on our web pages, So we're always posting pictures and upcoming things just to show off what we're doing and and people having a really good time in our programs.
0: When I think of, um, like, these uh, recreational areas where families and communities get together, like community centers and whatnot, I think of memories when I was in first grade dancing and being with, you know, a bunch of other kids listening to Michael Jackson and whatnot. <laughs> um, do you have any personal uh, story about a community center experience or something like that?
2: Yeah, so I'm very proud to say that i i grew up um attending city programs um so i was a city program kid my very first job was a recreation leader with the playground recreation program and then i moved into community centers so at 16 i i mean that's where i really started my career with the city so i've been a full-time employee with the city for 13 years but it started when i was 16 and um you know Back years ago, um, there was this mentality of, like, let's just throw all the kids in the gym and, and let them do whatever. And, and, you know, the city's come so far from that because that was actually not a great experience for me as a kid, you know, 30 years ago. But I learned from it. And then became a recreation le- leader and changed, you know, even when I was 16, how I approached. And we we, we have this conversation with our staff. So um, one way that the city is serving youth very well is in employment. So we actually, last summer, the city hired um, over a thousand young employees under the age of 25. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. and our employees go through really rigorous training now and so i actually got to lead a training with our young people on leadership and servant leadership and how are they going to approach you know programs with kids and i had them think back to good experiences or bad experiences you know when they were kids and a lot of them you know thought that they had bad experiences and i you know we went through this whole conversation of well what do you want to do to make sure kids don't have a bad experience and it was one of the biggest takeaways that they had from that training and i think it made our summer program even more successful because they really like dove into doing really organized programming and keeping the kids engaged and educated and, and doing just having a really fun, exciting summer for the kids. So, I, you, you know, you can take some negative memories and turn them into really positive experiences and, and, and in, in the interactions you have with young people now. So I think that's cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: And just going back to uh, high school students, do you think these uh, teen nights and these events are they pretty successful?
2: They are, and and some are more successful than others. You know, our our greatest attendance night was um, video game night, which mm. you know might not be that surprising because of the trends of where what kids are doing. Mm. Um, so, of course, we you know, we want to do more of that, but we also want to find ways to to keep kids active and and maybe have an educational component to some of the programs. Um, so we want those other ones to, to we just want to boost numbers. More than anything, we just want to see more kids in our centers, more kids attending teen nights, more kids enrolled in all of our programs across the board. Um, even though I think we're very successful at what we do, you know we can always be better, and we can always make progress, and and that's really the direction that I think uh, Mayor Keller really has the city going, and, and it's it's great, and we're really excited about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a sense of uh, inclusivity that's uh, kind of that you kind of uh, start you slowly see, especially with these events from the city. Um, now, as far as uh, going back to the focus groups, um, who can participate?
2: So we're right now we're focusing we we have three set dates right now. One is going to be at the hub at Highland, which is their like little student union that they've just established. And we're really working with APS and the students there to lead that one. So if there's Highland students out there that are interested, we'd love to have you participate. If there's non-Highland students, you know that want to attend that one. We're we're willing to take those those students on as well. Um, we're also going to be hosting one at West Mesa Community Center, focused on the John Adams Middle School, since it's right next door. So we'll have a high school and a middle school. Um, we're working with a nonprofit to host one just focused on refugee uh, students. So we would love to see an increase of uh, participation in ref- refugee students, in especially in the international district. So if there's connections to that, um, you know, anyone can contact me too, to to get more information to get connected. And then we're still working, we haven't locked this one up yet, um, but we're hoping to do one downtown with non-traditional schools, so some of the charters and other schools downtown. So um, we're working to do those. And they're all going to be the last week that, that school's in session in December, so that week of the 17th. Um, and we'll have some prizes and we're going to have snacks because, you know, feeding teenagers is always a good idea. <laughs> so um, there's there's a lot of incentive to to helping us out with this, but we're hoping to, to recruit, you know, about 15 to 20 students per focus group so that they really have an active voice when they're participating.
0: Excellent. Can you tell uh, folks where you can get more information?
2: Yeah, so you can go to the Youth Connect website, which I, I explained earlier, www.cabq.gov slash youth-connect, Um and we'll post some information on our focus groups there. Um, we will. You can also email me, and my name is Kristen Chavez, C R I S T I N C H A V E Z at C A B Q dot gov. And I'm happy to get people connected to these focus groups as well. And part of this, um, you know, of course, we want to re- recruit, and I think we have some really active leaders that are of each of these focus groups that are working with schools and working with nonprofits to recruit students to participate. But we really want just people to, to know what the city's working on and to know that, you know, we really are tapping into youth voice. We really are trying to make our programs better and that this is going to be a constant process. So this is our first time, but it's definitely not going to be our last time.
0: Great. Thank you. Yeah. And is there anything else you would like to add?
2: I don't think so. I, You know, other than I, I hope that I, I was able to express how excited we are as a city, as One Albuquerque, to be working on youth programs and serving the families of Albuquerque, I think that we're headed in a great direction. And we've, are, we, you know, we've always been very successful. The work we've done has always been great, important work. But. Um, but progress is exciting, and new things are exciting, and I think um, we'll we'll see some really great things coming up in the next you know couple years.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, thank you, Kristen, for coming in and uh, talking about these folk groups and just your uh, your work with the community and just helping folks come together, get connected, and just improving our city. So, thank you.
2: Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It was really fun.
0: <laughs> thank you. For Generation Justice, this is Adrian Rebus. We are back with another community calendar. Hey, Kateri, what's going on?
1: Well, Adrian, the Black and Pink Albuquerque chapter is hosting a holiday card writing party. Black and Pink is a network of LGBTQ folks who are incarcerated and their free world allies.
0: Oh, that's awesome. If you're interested in spreading some holiday cheer or starting a pen pal relationship, you can join on Sunday, December 16th from 6 p.m. to 7.30 at 149 Jackson Street in Albuquerque.
1: And since we are on the topic of writing, have you heard about the low writing at El Chante free community writing workshop?
0: I have, tell me more.
1: Low writing is a writing circle for the community and it's open to everybody. At these workshops, they write on many topics and it's for all writing levels and styles. And this is actually a recurring event here in town.
0: The next workshop will be on Tuesday, December 18th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at El Chante Casa de Cultura, located at 804 Park Avenue at the southwest corner of Central and 8th downtown.
1: And another cool event is happening very soon. It's called ABQ Unidos Poetry Slam and Open Mic. This is the place to be if you are a young poet in Albuquerque. Poets who participate in the slam earn points to qualify them for a chance to represent Albuquerque at the Green Chili Invitational and the International Youth Poetry Festival, Brave New Voices.
0: Whoa! When does that go down?
1: It will be at Warehouse 508 at 508 First Street on Friday, December 14th, from 7 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Now, we'll get back to Nathaniel with some more tunes. Thanks. Before we share our next events, we have more music to empower you. Here is Queen by Janelle Monae, then Dreamers Ball by Queen. Welcome back to Generation Justice. Let's continue our community calendar.
0: Our last events of the night are perfect for the holiday season. First up is the Park Avenue Holiday Pop-Up, hosted by our friends at Native Realities Publishing, Red Planet Books and Comics, and the Southwest Organizing Project.
1: This will be an afternoon packed with fun, games, and homegrown holiday shopping. There will be food vendors, champurado, and other surprises. So if you have some last-minute holiday shopping to do, you can give this event a visit.
0: Check it out at Red Planet Books and Comics on Sunday, December 16th from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Our next event is the Last-Minute Navidad, hosted by El Chante Casa de Cultura,
1: This is a last-minute shopping event for the Albuquerque area, and it's a chance to support local vendors.
0: It's happening at El Chante on Sunday, December 23rd from 1 to 6 p.m. And that's it for our community calendar.
1: We've reached the end of another hour of resilience and resistance. We'd like to thank our guest, Kristen Chavez Smith, and thank you to Adrian Rivas for interviewing.
0: Tonight's Hour of Radio was produced by Kateri Zuni and Roberto Rayal. And thank you to our music host, Nathaniel Guardian.
1: We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers because we could not do what we do without you. K-U-N-M would also Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners.
0: Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud and iTunes.
1: We're also active on social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the McCoon Foundation, Alma Health Foundation, the Albuquerque Community Foundation, and, of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate.
1: Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. I'm Kateri Zuni.
0: And I'm Adrian Rivas. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word. So stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Back to
1: you, Nathaniel. Now, here is some more music to keep things lively. I'm Nathaniel Guardian, and you're listening to KUNM.